Right, good morning. So we've got uh, Daf Lamed Amadalaf, Daf Lamed we're working on today. And this is one of these cases I actually had prepared something different to, to say. And then this morning I got very involved in a, in a piece, which uh, I haven't finished, but I'll share with you as far as I've, I've got with it, because it's, it's quite interesting. Um, it's very interesting, as is all Gemara, where Rava says, Omar Rava, Ki havinan Rav Nachman, when we were at the house of Rav Nachman. So Rava is a Talmud of Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman is the Rosh Hashiva in the Hardo, in, in Bovel. And Rava is a, a Talmud there, so he's learning from Rav Nachman. And Rav Nachman used to say, Ki havu nafki shiva yomi de pischa, when the seven days of Pesach are over, Omalan, he used to say, Poku uzavinu chamiru de b'nei chela. Go and buy chomets from the b'nei chela, which Rashi says of the nochrim, the goyim. Uh, after Pesach, he would, say, he would say you could go and buy the buy the Pesach, the the chometz. Um, what what the uh, is dealt with here is well, well firstly, it, it's interesting. This bnei chelo is a term we've had before. So those of you who have been learning the daf or Philip, you've learned psochim how many times now? <laughs> Several times you've learned psochim. So you'll remember on daf on daf hey. We've had this word, B'nai Chela, before. And it was none other than Rava who used the word. So there's a, there seems to be a linkage. What was the din? And it ties to yesterday's Gemara. Look how everything kind of ties in amazingly. The, at the bottom of Daf Omaluhu Rava said to the people of Mechoza. Mechoza is where Rava was the Rosh Hashiva. Rava and Abaya competed for the job of Rosh Hashiva of Pumpedita. So you had Rav Nachman in Nahador, later on Pumpedisa becomes available. These are the two great world yeshivas. And, and Abai and Rova both apply for the job. Abai and Rova are very close friends, Chavusas. And, uh, and Abai gets the job. So Rova goes to Mechoza, and he builds the yeshiva in Mechoza into an amazing yeshiva. Becomes much bigger even than the yeshiva in, in Pumpedisa. And later on, when Abaya dies, they ask Rovas, now you can come, <laughs> now we'll have you. He said, no, thank you. I'll take, I'll take Pumpedisa, but move to Mechoza. So not only was Mechoza already a big yeshiva, but now Pumpedisa came there as well. And Mechoza was a wealthy, it was an important city, where Rova was the Rov and the Rosh Yeshiva. And he used to say to them, Be'iru chamiru dibnei chela mi bataychu. Here you've got the b'nei chela. Make sure before Pesach, that you get rid of the chomets of the Bnei Chela from your houses. What is the chomets of the Bnei Chela? Rashi says, Gayash This was the army of the king, who had that a garrison in, in Bechazo. And they used to give it to the cities to, to prepare the food. They used to give them the wheat, and the Balabatim used to bake the breads for the, for the soldiers, and then they would collect the, the bread from the soldiers. That was a kind of a tax. Says Rove, if you've got this wheat, you've got this flour from the army, get rid of it before Pesach. Why? It's not yours. Says, says Rove, Because this is Chomet Machrayas. This is Chomet which if it gets stolen or lost, you would have to replace it. So it's true that the actual material, it ties into what we've been doing yesterday, the day before, the idea of the value. It's true that the chomets, the object, it doesn't belong to you, it belongs to the army. 
they gave you the flour and they're going to take it back in the form of bread. But since if you lose it or it gets stolen, you have to replace it. So you're a kind of a shomer, but you're like a shomer socher. You, you, you're responsible for the achra, you, for something going wrong. That means you have an investor, you have an investment in it. It is yours. And you've got to consider that as your chomets, even though it isn't your chomets, since you are responsible financially for that chomets. It, you would be over by Yeroi by and therefore you've got to get rid of it before Pesach. And then the Gemara goes in to say there, Now you see, you have to, isn't that interesting? You have to know yesterday's Gemara in order to understand the Gemara back on Dafhe. Uh, and it, it's amazing how much Siyatid Ishmael you see in learning. When things connect up. Um, what's stuff hey got to do with Daf Lamed that we decided to talk about Dover Agorim Lamomen yesterday that we're talking about? There's always a reason for these connections. Just as in life, when you see coincidence, you know the Yad Hashem is there. There is no such thing as, as coincidence. The Chazanish says, Ein mikre There's no such thing as a coincidence. Everything is Ashkoche. If, if odd things happen, strange things happen, you look and you say, what are the statistical chances that are nearly nil? And we have these things almost every day of our lives if we keep our eyes open. So it isn't learning. You see something and it links to something and it just all makes sense. It's the same kind of ein mikrebolo. So for some re- reason, this is where the Rishon wants us to place our attention today. This is an example of dovar agorim moment, isn't that so? Because right now, I, I have no value in this chomet. It's not mine. I can't sell it. I can't do anything with it. It has no value to me. But since if it gets lost, I would have to pay for it. It's called the Dover Hagorim Lamomen. So if Dover Hagorim Lamomen is Kemomen Dami, as we learned yesterday, if Dover Hagorim Lamomen is like money, then yes, this is my chomets. But what about um Lav Kemomen Dami, Maikilamema? Uh, so what, but what if I, if I don't hold the Dover Hagorim Lamomen as we Paskin, <coughs> then why is this called my chomets? It belongs to the government. So the Gemara answers because of the lotion of Loi Yomotze. It's a special Gzeres HaKosov by, by Chomets. Uh, nothing to do with Dover HaGorim Lamomen, even though it's not Momen, but since you have Achrayis, since you have responsibility, it's called yours for, for Bali Yomotze. So we see this idea of, of the Chela. So, so what, is, what is he saying here? It would seem to be that what he's saying is, you've got this flour in your house, you might even have baked it into bread already. <coughs> so right after Pesach, <coughs> call up the guy and say, look, I've got these loaves of bread which I baked for you. I need one for the family tonight. I'll pay you for it. And then you've got bread right after Pesach in your house, ready, baked and done. That seems to be what, what it's talking about, about there. And that seems to be how the Rambam learns it. Because the Rambam says, <laughs> If a guy is mafkid, chomets with a Jew, he gives it to him in trust. If the Jew is responsible for it and would have to replace it if it got lost, then you've got to get rid of it. Because you've accepted responsibility, that makes it as if it's his own. But if he didn't accept Achrayas, then you may eat from it immediately after Pesach. Where does the Rambam get that from? Says the Raven from Daflamid. Where the way Rav Nachman said to people, you can go and, and, and eat right after Pesach. So you see, that must be talking about a situation where they were not Mechabal Achrayas. And that's where Rav learned his din. In, in uh, Nahardor, Rav Nachman used to say after Pesach, since you weren't Mechabal Achrayas on the chomets that the government gave you, you can eat from it right after Pesach, pay the guy for the bread, and you've got it. 
But clearly, if you were Mechabal Achrayas on it, Rava teaches to Mechayza on Davhei, then that doesn't apply. You've got to get rid of it before Pesach, give it back, or, or whatever. What's interesting is Rashi. Rashi says, Bnei Chela, on Al Gemara and Daflamit, Nochrim, these are the non-Jews. And he says nothing about the army and depositing it on the contrary. He says, Afapi she'ofihu yomze she'ovavuhu Pesach. Even though the Goy baked it the day before. So Rashi's talking about Chomets, it's really in the house of the Goy. Rashi does not link this to Dafhe. It, it, it's interesting that Rabbi Nechananel seems to link it to Dafhe. Uh, Rabbi David brings a reference to, to, to Dafhe. The Arishonim who, who reference it back to Dafhe. But Rashi doesn't. Um, and, and that's why the Beis Yosef, which the Giloy and Ashas brings, the Giloy Ashas, as you know, is Rabbi Kivega, um, and he refers you to the Beis Yosef in, in Kufyud Beis. The Beis Yosef is worried about something different. The Beis Yosef says, what about, what about Pasakum? If this was, if Rav Nachman's telling them to go and buy food, bread from the Goim uh, right off to Pesach, it's like overseas, like we do in America, where you go and buy bread from the Goim. But what about Pasakum? And we know from the Sechta Avedi Zorah that Rav Nachman was very machmir about Pasakum. So this was, there were no loopholes there as far as he was concerned. How does he let you go and buy bread which was baked by the Nochri the day before? The Beis Yosef finds no way to learn Rashi. goes through quite a long piece of Beis Yosef. And he finds no way to learn Rashi other than to say that here, the, the Chomets that he's talking about, uh, the Ofayu doesn't mean that they completely baked it. It means they kneaded it and you go and you buy the dough from the goy and you put it in the oven back home after, after Pesach. Can't be that they, you actually buy the ready-made bread because that would be Pasakum. The question is why does Rashi not learn it like the Rambam that we're talking about the bread that was already in your house and it's not the goy who baked it? You baked it. That's how, why the Rambam learns it. Nachman couldn't have been saying go and buy bread that the goy has baked. It must be bread that you've baked. If, the, if you've baked, where, why, why does Rav Nachman say go and buy it from the Goy? Because it's, we'll see in Dafe, it's in your house. Before Pesach, you baked bread for the army, and after Pesach, you buy some of it back. That's how it seems to work, but that's not how Rashi learns it. And it could be that Rashi doesn't learn it that way because this is Rav Nachman. This is long before the case of Rav. This whole din of the army doesn't, didn't arise with Rav Nachman. This is in Nahardo, and that was Mechoizo. It says very clearly, Rava taught this to the people of Mechoza. So it seems this practice of giving the, the bread to the Balabatim to bake was a, was a practice in Mechoza. And this is in Nahadot. It's, it's a different time and it's a different place. And it, so according to Rashi, there's no indication. It's, yes, it's Rava and it's Bnei Chela, it's fine. But there's no indication that these two pieces of Gemara are linked. And therefore Rashi says they're actually buying it from the Goy. And the Beis Yosef says the only way you can understand Rashi is by saying that the um, uh, that, that it doesn't mean that it was completely baked by the goy, it was partially baked by the goy. You buy it from the goy and you finish it off at home.